0: Hey, LA football fans, the Left Coasters here. I'm Matt.
1: I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And if you enjoy the three of us bantering over NFL football, please feel free to give us a like on SoundCloud. Head to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and help this podcast grow. You can also find us at theleftcoasterspodcast.com. And guys, get ready for a show. back for the official mid-season edition of the Left Coasters podcast. We are heading into week nine. Week nine on the boards. All these teams had a crazy week on Sunday, except for those at home. Houston and Seattle put up 70, over 70 points in Seattle in a crazy back-and-forth game that I somehow found a way to lose money on. It was a wonderful Sunday of football. Dangles had a great time. Brian had a great time. The ballerina's here. D'Angelo Antonio's here. I am here. My name is Tony Cavallo. We are the Left Coasters podcast. Thank you for joining us again. But before we move forward, Brian... No one lost me more money than your Detroit Lions (laughs) on Sunday night. And I say this because all I needed was them to score one measly touchdown. And 12 times, 12 times, they had the ball within 10 yards of the end zone and could not get a measly touchdown and even only got three points of those 12 times. 12 different plays, three separate drives. I'm hot and bothered. So really quickly, before we get into the show, what had happened to your Detroit Lions?
2: Well, uh, what had happened was, and this is compliments of Nathan Landowski, Nate Dogg back in Michigan. Stafford, being the highest-paid player in the game, has zero—count them—zero touchdowns in primetime games. 0 oh and five in the red zone. 0 oh for five in the red zone. 0 oh for five. Wow. 0 oh for five in primetime games. 0 oh for five. Yeah, man. I don't know what to tell you. I—I <laughs> I was there when you were deciding whether or not to make that bet, and I literally told you. Don't trust the Lions offense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: Don't yeah. trust the Lions offense. Yeah. And what did I what did you do? You did it. I and trusted them. Ex- I trusted them. And, and the Lions offense <laughs> did you dirty. So that's what had happened this past week. Don't ever put money on the Detroit. <laughs> at Lions. one point
1: at one point Al Michaels read a stat and I'm gonna mess up the stat, but he said this is the third most yards in a game without a team scoring a touchdown. <laughs> This is the third most yards ever in a game without a team scoring a touchdown, and all Tony needed was that touchdown. But moving on, the biggest story of this week. The biggest story of this week is something that broke early in the week with the trade deadline looming on the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo, the beautiful, the lovely, the new Superman himself, Jimmy G. Garoppolo, was traded away from New England to San Francisco for a second-round pick. Dangles, You have a 40-year-old starting quarterback in New England, and now no backups, although Brian Hoyer was released by the 49ers. It looks like he's coming back, but come on. Jacoby Brissett's in Indy. Jimmy G's in San Fran. What's going on? I think they made the best of a situation that was
0: inevitable. Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is up at the end of this year. We all know this. We knew he was either going to be signing a new deal with the Patriots or looking to sell his wares elsewhere. I think the first one was probably a little bit less likely considering that I know the Patriots have been working on trying to get him to agree to an extension for, I don't know, the last several months, and none of that has has worked out for them, um, which is probably, you know, was a sign to Belichick as the GM and Robert Kraft and the others that he— Wanted to, you know, that 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 it, they might as well ship him off now and get something definitely good out of it, than wait for him to walk away from the team at the end of the season. So if if he if they had let him walk away, yeah, they would have gotten a compensatory draft yeah, pick.
1: Which is at the end of round three at best.
0: Right, exactly. Versus, you take this now, you get a second rounder which if the, um, and, and this was another thing the Schefter was mentioning, the 49ers have two second round picks. They have their pick, and then they have the New Orleans Saints second round pick. So, the draft pick that the Patriots are going to get is the Niners uh, uh, pick, which means that if the season keeps going the way that it does, the Patriots could potentially be looking at the 33rd or 34th pick of the draft, which is huge if you're Bill Belichick. We all know how good he is about, you know, making nobody draft picks into someone. Imagine what he could do with a second-round pick. And that's not something where the Patriots are usually privy to because they're somewhere in the high, you know, they're they, at least the last several years they've been playing well enough, where they're finishing in the upper echelon and, and, and getting one of the last picks. So I, I kind of like that... They sort of, they made, they got lemons in the form of, you know, this was a situation that was going to happen, and I think they made lemonade out of it.
2: I think Greg Rosenthal said it best in his tweet where he said, "Billichick loves high high second-round picks more than I like anything. I mean, it's so true. It's so absolutely true. It's even reported by uh, Rappaport that the Browns had also made an offer for Jimmy Garoppolo during the draft this past year for a high second-round pick, no first-round draft pick, and the Pats decided to hold it until they finally felt like they had the the deal that they were they wanted and this was it. So you the gotta-
0: Browns the Browns need to stop trading draft picks away because because Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson were both Browns. Draft picks there are, that were traded. They're
1: arguably Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. We'll talk about them later, but they're arguably MVP candidates. Yes, yeah. they are, and they were traded away. from... They could have been they Browns. Could have been Browns. Yeah, but you're making How a crazy is you're making
2: that? a large claim though that they uh, would have made a difference on the Browns team, keep, being as futile as they
1: are. Keeping on, well, <laughs> I think we'll talk th- about yeah, Cleveland in a yeah, second. We but should, Wentz yes. and Watson seem to be culture changes. Oh, big time, big time, big time. So, but maybe, they also have pieces uh, around them. True, I mean, look at uh, look at would Cleveland be zero 7 seven? With Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz. Would they have well, won one of those games? The way, Regardless. Getting back to Jimmy M- yes. Garoppolo, I'm curious to hear what you think about this, Tom. I think, as, I think New, as England, a New Englander. I think New England was waiting and waiting and waiting to try and get a first rounder from somebody. I think this is the best possible option for them. I'm a little bit nervous that Tom Brady doesn't have a backup anymore. And the Hoyer's get, the, the, the logical no, 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 landing no, no, spot no, 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 for Brian Hoyer no, no, is no, no, New no, England. No, no. Hoyer's not a backup though. We're talking about the future. We're talking about Brady is still forty. I think this is that's
0: across that bridge when we get to the draft situation
1: you watch that Chargers game we saw Brady throw the ball legitimately 70 yards in the air on in an incomplete pass you, which was you turned amazing. to me you turned was to amazing. me and said
0: that is your team's 40 year old quarterback so Brady's <laughs> still
1: there Brady's still there you never know when he's going to fall off the cliff But they don't have a, an answer now even with Brissette and Indy what I want to bring up is San Fran what are you doing I'm genuinely worried about what are you doing because this was the natural landing spot, I thought, for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, they were you said a that yesterday. going to pay him a lot of money and give I've Kirk Cousins I've seen a lot of ball. people saying that. But here's the thing. We know what Kirk Cousins is. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not the cheaper option because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a free agent himself. And if he doesn't like the contract versus what Kirk Cousins is getting, he'll go sign with anybody else. So it's not a guarantee that this second-round pick is going to get you the quarterback of your future. Jimmy G is still a free agent at the end of this year unless he signs a new contract right now, which he shouldn't have to do. Do you think he gets the highest-paid quarterback? No, I think Kirk Cousins money. is the highest paid quarterback. At, at this time next Jimmy year, I think G. Kirk Cousins is the highest paid quarterback. Jimmy G is going to get money. Sure, but he's not going to get Kirk he's Cousins gonna, money. He is
0: going to get money, but we also do have to keep in mind, as, as good as we, we think he is, he's only played
1: in two games. That's the thing. He's That's only a, played in two games. You're taking a big risk for a guy that might not even play for you in meaningful games right now, and he may not start in 2018 for you if he S- decides look, to mold, walk away.
0: The mold is cast so well, right? This is a guy who's been watching Tom Brady, sitting on the bench, reading, seeing the plays, looking, going over tape with Brady. You'd know, think he'd have all the tools to do this, but we just don't know how good he is so on your, the field. So
2: your question really is, did the San Francisco 49ers make a mistake in not waiting for Kirk Cousins, paying him more money a- a- instead of now having Jimmy Garoppolo and, and, and not it's having a second-round pick exactly. it's right? the
1: risk like Jimmy Garoppolo could not be a 49er next year because there's nothing holding him to staying in San Fran. What if he gets there these next 2 months and he doesn't like it? He doesn't like the culture, he doesn't like the coach, he doesn't like Carlos Hyde, doesn't matter. Jimmy G is his own man. He can go wherever he wants at the yeah, end of the Yeah, but who's
2: year. really going to sway him away from the San Francisco 49ers? Money. But who?
1: Oh, uh, anybody, Arizona,
2: anybody Someone
0: someone who's got a little bit more going on for them
2: I I think I would take San
1: Fran San
0: Fran's is going to be in rebuilding for a couple of years San Fran's
1: also, this year is different We like Kyle Shanahan, but San Fran is run by a terrible, terrible organization Four coaches in the past four years in San Fran There's no stability there Jimmy G could be like, I'm good, guys well, who knows? Maybe they're going to get a lo- him locked up he as He is as possible. In.
0: He if I'm Jimmy G, I almost couldn't be happier. I'm probably a little bit bummed that I have to leave New England, yeah. but I get a trial period in the Bay Area to to to, you know, see how football is there. Not a bad place to have to live and work necessarily. Nope. If you've ever been to the nope. Bay Area before, it's beautiful. Uh and um and also, if he doesn't like it there, like we've said, you know, he could potentially not, just not sign a contract right out the end of the year uh, with the San Francisco 49ers and then go wherever the
1: 49ers is going to get- also, Jimmy G is in. Uh, I would not be. I mean, he's gonna make millions of dollars. He's a gorgeous man. I'm sure he has a hot wife. Like Jimmy G is in a good spot. But I don't. I'm not jealous of Jimmy G's scenario in San Fran to learn a new offense. The first time you're learning a new offense in the NFL, and to have your best Pierre Garcon's a great receiver, but everyone else on San Fran stinks. Yeah, Carlos Hyde's great running the ball, but you need receivers to catch the passes you have. You don't have uh, uh, Josh McDaniels calling the plays anymore. Granted, Kyle Shanahan's a wizard himself. It's going to be a little bit tough because he's going to play this year in 2017. Oh, for certain. And he, he's still contract on the line right now. He was rosy as a two-game player. I now mean, he's going to be on San Fran that's playing smart. games.
0: It's that I, or C.J. Beathard at this point. But this I, is, that's their reality.
1: But
2: if I'm the San Francisco 49ers, I love that scenario because now I get to see what I have with him. You what, have to see what you have. So that's that's actually not a dumb move from anybody's perspective.
0: Before, just to put a cap on cap on this before we end, I heard that the talks for this started on Monday morning.
2: Wow. And the trade was
1: completed Monday night. It was insane. It was insane. Completely unbelievable. Well, when the trade deadline's there, man. I mean, I would love the NFL to be like the NBA and the MLB and just be trade, trade, trade. It'd be wonderful. Um, But I want to talk about the Cleveland Browns real fast. We were just discussing them and how they've traded away picks that that became Deshaun Watson and became Carson Wentz. I have a trivia question for you guys. I'm going to ask you this question. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give you some time to think about it. You cannot look on your computers. I know you guys are near your computers right now. You cannot look at anything. I need to ask you. (laughs) It's actually funny. The Cleveland Browns. The last three victories by the Cleveland Browns team were uh, uh, victories by three different quarterbacks. The last three times the Cleveland Browns have won a game, they were quarterbacked by three different men. You two right now. Think of it for a second. Oh, no. <laughs> I need you to name the last three quarterbacks to win a game in Cleveland. Oh my God. So, so can I just take your time. this? Well, Cody, no. K- Cody Kessler. No. Can we get a I'm yes or be no on this? To do it with you I want in the you. Background. I want you three. I want you to say like, think for a second and give me three names. Well, bam, bam, bam. Well, let's you, go. One uh, of you goes Dangles? first. The other Cody one goes Cody Kessler.
0: Does that make sense? Was that last?
2: Don't try to
1: talk it out. I want. I want names. Answers. Yeah, I would
0: say Cody Kessler has to be one of them.
2: Okay, so then the last win had to been the year before. And who was the who was the quarterback the year before?
3: Um nah, 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 stop singing that nah, song. Yeah, nah, I'm not gonna nah.
0: be able to do I can't think with you th- with you singing in the background. Who it, started wasn't, the it wasn't RG three, it was um no, RG3 was it not other did until uh until then. I can't I can't focus
1: with, well, with you guys suck at this singing. game. Just give me three names. I, period. Yeah, that's well it's been no, a revolving door of so quarterbacks.
0: quarterbacks. Can I at least see a list of the no. quarterbacks?
1: <laughs> no. I don't even
0: remember who the fuck was quarterback.
1: All right, give me one. Co- we Cody just, Kessler. Cody Kessler, give me two. Uh, seriously, who was the who were the quarterbacks before I don't
0: remember. I don't pay attention to Cleveland Browns football, much this less is who is their quarterback. Them.
1: Oh, Colt so McCoy. Guff. Colt McCoy number two, number three. d don't you uh, got the who, names else, there. who else, who else, who else? Who would have? People been are listening at home screaming at their radio, knowing the answers to this awful trivia question. Well, I, then, I, then you must be a Cleveland got, Browns fan, and yeah, I'm sorry seriously. for
0: you. We got two out of three. Why don't you fill us in on the third you one You got here,
1: zero Tony? out of three.
0: Whatever. We got two you out of three. You
1: got zero out of three because neither of those teams were the last three players. Cody Kessler has never won a game in his NFL career. The last three players to win a game in a Cleveland Browns McCown. uniform. Josh McCown. Yeah. Rg3, Damn. and Johnny Football Manziel himself. Mm. Those are the last three victories. Those are the last three names: McCown, Ugly. Manziel, Do you see how Rg3. Unmemorable they Cleveland. are. Ugly, Cleveland. You are one and only, my friends. One and only. The Browns stink. The Browns need to be shipped off to, to London. Never, never play a game ever again. Uh, we are going to end the intro section right there, and we are going to move on. To Gravestones. Left Coasters. And now for this week's edition of Gravestones. In this section of the show, each week the hosts pick a team to say they will not make the playoffs this fine year of 2017, and instead they put deep down into the dark grave. Collectively, We have killed the 49ers, the Bengals, the Bears, the Chargers, and the terrible, terrible Cleveland Browns. This week, Dangles will go first, Brian second, and yours truly third. And if a host picks a team this week to put into the grave, the following hosts cannot choose that team. Diggity Dangles. In past weeks, you have killed all of New York, the Giants, and the Jets.
3: <laughs> all
0: of it.
1: And the Indianapolis Colts. Who will you choose this week? As the
0: weeks go on, it gets more and more difficult to choose exactly who will end up in the grave. However, this week, the team that I will be killing. Is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Dirk Cutter has taken a really, really talented group of young men, one of the maybe most talented, best young teams in the NFL. Are and, they? And turned and turn them into a hot, steaming pile of dung that just does not communicate well. They don't have any synergy on the field. Mike Evans looks completely lost. Big word. Jameis Winston looks completely lost. There's no running identity, and the defense stinks.
1: Dangles has put the Buccaneers and Dirk Cutter into a grave. Boo. Brian, the New York Jets, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Arizona Cardinals you have killed previously. Yet this week, what say you?
2: This week, I get out of my get-out-of-jail-free card. And kill the New York Giants. It was only a matter of time, and I think with the uh, likes of the AFC West being a big, big race to nowhere with the Denver Broncos, the L.A. Chargers, and the Oakland Raiders all being three and five. I have to wait it out and see what happens with them and my Detroit Lions. Get it together.
1: So with uh that, let us hang our heads for a moment of silence as all three of us have taken Alex out, New York Giants, and pissed on them He's until be they so did. <laughs> Sorry,
0: buddy, we love you. Moment
1: of silence. Finally, I will be quick. The Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens have seen the kibosh from me, and this week, I can't believe Dangles let me do this. But the Drew Stanton. <laughs> The Drew Stanton-led Arizona Cardinals will not be making the playoffs this year. I'm sorry, Adrian Peterson, but you can take your switch, and you can go six feet under.
0: They didn't even play this
1: week. That (laughs) is this week's edition of Gravestones. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back alive talking about the living teams in this NFL season. It is now time for the battle for Los Angeles. As always, we are the Left Coasters. Tony Cavallo, Brian the Ballerina, Balzerini, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo, Antonio. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram under the same name. You can find our website at theleftcoasterspodcast.com and you can send us any questions you have at theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. But now, It is time for the reason we are here to talk about the Chargers and the Rams. The Chargers went to New England and somehow recovered a punt on the 11-yard line and ran it back into the end zone for a safety in one of the weirdest, oddest, dumbest plays I have ever seen. Travis Benjamin, what were you thinking? Dangles, at any point, were you nervous that your Patriots would lose this game?
0: Um it, I mean the Chargers were in this No game. they were
1: not. I mean from, a, from a the scoreboard <laughs> point of view They were in it on the scoreboard From a scoreboard point of view We watched this whole game. We had two TVs going. One was on Red Zone, Which one still was on matters. the Chargers New England game. And the, at no point did New England look like this game was out of hand. They just seemed to ugly win this game. Not
0: out of hand. I just
1: said the Charges were in this. Oh. I wasn't
0: freaking out like, oh my god, they're gonna actually pull this off in the end. No, not necessarily. I felt I felt pretty good over the course of the game. Um, I mean, and yes, I mean that that the Travis Benjamin safety on the punt return deserves uh, deserves a come on, man. If I've ever, ever seen something that is Mind worthy of a, of a, you know, really hardy. Come on, man. Like, seriously?
1: Tavon Austin wouldn't even do
0: that. No, and that's saying something. Also, we saw something else bizarre in this game. Steven Guskowski miss a field goal. That never freaking happens.
1: So the Chargers fall to, I believe, 3-5 and five now. They're entering the bye. Before we move on to the Rams and talk about the game that is coming up for them, what needs to happen for the Chargers to jump back on the good foot and get back on a winning track here? Because they're not technically out of it, but 3-5 and five is not a good schedule. What's the one thing they need to focus on in this bye week moving forward?
2: People just stepping up and performing. I mean, even their kicking game has gotten—you know—they've had a kicking problem the whole year, and now they're allegedly trying out more more kickers. And they brought in Young Wei Ho back into the in, in, into, <laughs> into uh, audition for the role. But no, you're just as you guys pointed out—it's just it's untimely errors. Mm. And to me, that's a tightening of, of the reins a little bit, and that's getting players, getting getting gamers essentially, getting people on the field. I mean, we watched it, uh, and and I lost my 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 marbles. When I saw Philip Rivers throw that last pass oh at the God. end of the game, I, I I've seen a lot of dumb shit out of <laughs> out of some really good quarterbacks. That was mind-boggling to me. He gave zero zero chance for his wide receivers to go and get that ball. He threw a a B-liner. So to me it's just this kind of like situational football. Know where you're at, know what you have to do and give your team the best chance of of performing well cuz you you know, they didn't play bad. I mean, we we talked about having uh having Melvin Gordon just perform at his peak and he did 132 yards and a touchdown. I don't know how you don't win a game when when your best player at Melvin Gordon does that and you get a and you get a touchdown uh out of Phillip Rivers. It, to me it's it's mind boggling and they didn't, you know, the New England Patriots didn't take take it away with them, you yeah, know. Yeah, they were
1: playing ugly. They were, were playing,
2: playing ugly. Missing throws, they were so, playing bad. So there's no there's no really strong excuse other than you guys just need to tighten the reins and and play good situational football. It's I mean, bottom line.
0: Offensive efficiency was a huge issue for the yeah. Chargers in this game. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing they need to work on on the in in the uh, uh, in the bye week. Through the first half of the game, I'm reading this here from the stats: the Chargers had only run 19 plays. Patriots passed the ball 26 times. Just passed the ball. 26 times in the first half of the game other than the 87 yard run that Melvin Gordon was able to tear off at the very beginning of the game they really weren't able to capitalize on what is still a very holy Patriots defense that can be taken advantage of by an efficient offense and you
1: know do you know what this team reminds me of it honestly, genuinely reminds me of, with probably a better quarterback, but that same type of stupidity, just like these players aren't playing up to their full potential, all this stupid shit, it reminds me of the 2016 Los Angeles Rams. Oh, I was going to say they the Lions really organization for just the last a, Just years. Just a disappointing team all around. Like, they've made so many mistakes, so many silly, stupid mistakes that move up and move up and move up. Even coming down to that last play before the interception, Travis Benjamin catches the ball, and instead of going out of bounds, he gains an extra two, maybe three oh, yards, and gets so tackled in bounds. So stupid. So they had to rush and do the spike play. That leads to the 25-yard uh, attempt by uh, uh, Rivers. I just don't understand it. I don't understand this team. I think it all falls on Anthony Lynn, and if, it w- if he wasn't a first-year head coach, I'd be calling for his head. He just doesn't seem to have his team equipped to win games. Ten penalties, too, on the day. Just, I'm not That's a, a lot.
0: Matt Kaser got a lot of work punting.
1: It's fantastic!
0: <laughs> hey, john Johnny Hecker last this year was, did too. This was, I mean, this was kind of like they missed a field goal on their very first drive of this to drive all the way down the field the way that they did. Uh, they started the drive at their own twenty-yard line to drive all the way down to the field to the New England thirty-three, and then end up having to kick a field goal out of that on a drive that took them almost seven minutes that's just that's just a bad way to start the game off and a bad omen for the rest of the game and it didn't pan out so i, I mean to me the chargers just shot themselves in the foot this week and they need to work on not doing that uh, cuz they have they have we talked about this they have competent players they have good players on their team they're just, they're just, not, just not, playing not executing up to potential. Not. well
2: how about this stat they had 10 third down attempts they were 3 for 10 the patriots were 9 for 19 they only had 10 third down attempts. Like, I mean, think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's how just... do you win a game when you only attempt 10 third downs? That's insane.
0: No. So, Meanwhile, the Patriots are also on the bye this week, and, and really quickly, I think they need to focus on getting into the end zone more often. They still need to score more. Yeah. I think if they're going to be, they have shown if teams can be put on, put two or three touchdowns up on the Patriots, they're right in it with them. They haven't been hanging touchdowns on teams like they have been in recent years. I think the big thing for them to focus on in the offseason, I mean, or in in the bye week, besides obviously shoring up the defense, I will give props to Kyle Van Noy, the former Lion. However, he has been a bull up the middle for the last couple of weeks. Of course, weeks. he has sacks. I love it. It's well, you know, he's been he's been shit for the first. He was he was shit for the first couple of weeks he made some really bonehead miscommunication moves for the first couple of a uh, couple of weeks i'm glad to see him coming around so defense improvements and score more get tom brady more touchdowns
1: so the Chargers go on the bye but another team in los angeles comes off the bye and that is the rams the lovely fun offensive oriented new mint rams led by sean mcveigh jared goff and todd Gurley. they did not have a game last week as they were on the bye so who do they play this week,
0: the Los Angeles Rams take their three and zero away record to MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, to take on the New York Giants, who are two uh, <laughs> sorry zero oh and three at home. They have not won a game at home yet. Yeah, and they're bad at One home. and six on the year. They are very bad on the year.
1: But this is not a game to overlook because the Giants still have a lot of very good playmakers on that defense, and, and they, they want to buy. They, Would you they, yes, they will make your life hard in in New York. They will.
0: ESPN's matchup predictor has the Giants a sixty one point eight percent favorite to win this game.
1: I mean, that's, I don't agree with them. But you cannot I overlook this team. This is a win that you need yeah. to get if you want to be a division winner in a playoff team. Spreads so, only three and a half. gentlemen, what is the one thing the Rams need to do to beat the Alex Alche Giants?
2: I think they just they can't beat themselves. Hmm. I I think they are the better team on paper. They have the better team, they have the better roster, they have the better uh they have the better playmakers all around. Uh, so my my advice would be play play within your lane, know your role, very very Billichick esque. Just don't screw it up. Just do your job. Don't don't do more than you have to. Let Todd Gurley do what Todd Gurley does best, and just roll over people. Jared, be smart with the ball, get it around. And I and, and I also I I like what Sean McVay has been doing in the past with mixing it up with 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 the play calling. He's very conservative, and at times when you least expect it, he throws a nice nice end around pass or a nice you know flea flicker or whatever. He's just he's good at doing that. And I and I appreciate his play calling, so I would like to see that continued. Just be smart, don't shoot yourself, and get the ball to Todd Gurley and let the defense do what they're going to do best. They're going to make Eli Manning's life hell. So just just Be smart. Dangles.
0: Uh... I think this really comes down to the defense. I mean, it's pretty simple. You shut down you shut down Eli Manning and this team does
1: nothing. They have nobody. I mean, it's really they they are decimated
0: at wide receiver. they they have no one who, who's able to run the football for him, for them. And their defense, I'm just saying, is ranked 27th in the league in terms of yards given up per game. Mm-hmm. So they are very very beatable. Uh so I as long as as long as Jared Goff is able to find the end zone or Todd Gurley's able to find the end zone and and the defense and Aaron Donald make life a living hell for Eli Manning they should be fine and if you're the Giants Eli Manning step up and play like you're a two-time Super Bowl champion not like you're just some like fucking wet Twinkie that can't even stand up straight and throw the ball it's unbelievable you gotta you know you know what great quarterbacks do when they don't have wide receivers when they don't have anyone around them they make they they make players out of them that's what Aaron Rodgers does that's what Tom Brady does that's what great quarterbacks do and Eli Manning, for all of his success in the postseason and in the in the playoffs and all of the great turnarounds that he's led, he doesn't make great players out of nobody's Not really. Now
1: I'm thinking about, it. you know what would be a perfect landing spot for Jimmy G? Hmm. The New York football giants in 2018. To replace Eli Manning? Imagine if Eli decides to retire because, I mean, he, he's made enough money in his life. He obviously doesn't have it anymore. I don't think he's the same quarterback that he was in those Super Bowl years. And Jimmy G comes waltzing into the big city with his... Just perfect chin and lovely smile, and gets to throw to Odell Beckham, who takes all the bad press away from Jimmy G. Odell Beckham is is kind of a pariah in that he's locker room. Like a lightning rod. Everyone looks at Odell. Jimmy G can be Jimmy G. I don't know. Do you think don't know. Jimmy G goes to the Jets? State goes to New York. <laughs> well, no, because then he has to play Belichick. Which... He knows he knows the Jets are never going to win the AFC East while <laughs> Belichick is there. Yeah. He knows that he's smarter than. But that, Tom yeah.
2: Brady, he but he knows Tom Brady's shelf life. So yeah.
1: I, I do believe that uh Yeah, what about you? What th- do you think? This, this whole, this whole game here? is all about Eli Manning meet Aaron Donald. That's that's the whole game. I agree. Like Eli Manning, you you get to Eli Manning, the game's over. Forty nine percent
0: And that offensive down. line is crap. It I should mean, not yeah, be hard. It's, it's all about getting 40 Eli Manning. I'm sorry, nine Alex. Percent. You gotta you got something I mean, I you know Your team stinks. I, your team stinks too. I'm stinks. sorry, dude. No, but forty
2: nine percent third down conversion percentage for the LA Rams compared to thirty two percent of the New York Giants. Just do the, just do your job. Do just your
1: job. do your job. Exactly. So what do we say, guys? L.A. Rams are going to win this game? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I agree with you. I believe it's an L.A. Rams sweep for the Left Coasters podcast. Now, let's uh, touch in a little bit real quick. Are we still leaning to—I mean, nothing from the Chargers has made you fall towards their fandom and run away from the Rams fandom, right? This could have been a big week. This could have been a really big week, but I don't think they've done it. I think, if anything, they've pushed you towards— We like winners in Los Angeles. The Dodgers are in the World Series. We like winners in Los Angeles.
2: Why am I going to pick up another futile team? You know what I mean? Like, why am I going to pick up another team that that their star quarterback, who allegedly is the greatest thing ever, throws, you know, what, 50-yard ropes to nobody, you know, at the last-minute hail mary, like get out of here. No, I don't need that in my life.
0: The lead has been buried here, in in, in in you know terms of journalism. You know, they teach you to lead with the best stuff that you got. Don't bury the lead. Don't put the good stuff till the end. You had an opportunity to capture my attention with Absolutely, the first sentence of did. this season. Absolutely. You had a, a huge opportunity because the stuff, the story itself, was juicy. You had an opportunity, and it was written poorly. It's and gone. so now I'm not interested anymore. See you later. Well, not that I'm not interested anymore. I'm less interested.
2: And you oh, know what that? Did- I
1: mean, there's still a chance to make run this still they I are agree. not eliminated I agree. yet and that's but why I'm it saying, is firmly but in the ram's hands do you see any
2: urgency in the in the chargers i told
1: you i don't like zero. The, i don't like the way they look zero so let's move on to our pick where we have again an official leader and a new leader in the season long standings
2: left
1: coasters. and we are back now with the Pickham challenge the season long Pickham challenge where the left coasters host pick a game every week not a game every game all the games every week for the season right now oh, I should say last week Dangles had a great week he went 10 and 3 Brian and I went 8 and 5 Dangles has now uh uh put a little cushion on his lead he is now 72 and 47 on the year 72 and 47 Brian is 70 and 49 2 games behind him I am 68-51, and 51, two off of Brian, four off of the lead. It's still early. We are officially oh, at yeah. the midway point. We are heading into Week 9 for the Week 9 picks. We are here. Dangles, before we move on, how do you feel being midseason champ?
0: Uh, surprised. I was not expecting to be here. Uh, it's not really from a lack of confidence. I just I know the company I'm in. You guys are are swamis yourselves oh, when it comes to it. when it comes to Sundays. And I was also basing this off of my record last year, which was terrible. which was like the Cleveland Browns. It was terrible. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, it was terrible.
0: I mean, it was not winless, but it was not good. So I, I'm I am uh, I am I am I'm really happy to be in front, and I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make it really difficult for you guys if I have anything to say about it to uh, get back on top before the end of the season. You're
2: having a Jaguars-esque year.
1: Hey, my D is good. Your D now is Now I just got to
2: find a QB. Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> uh, we all picked the Rams in the Battle for LA section, so let's start with Thursday.
2: All right, Thursday game. We have the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Ooh. Boo,
0: boo, Wendy Testaburger, boo, Andy boo. This <laughs> game sucks. You think this game sucks? Uh, well, it's his indiv- division rivals. Be, it's gonna, it, it, I he mean, I care. hate I hate them both. First of all, okay, and second, fair enough. and I, I especially the New York Jets, um, the, uh, which is yeah, why I'm picking enough. the Bills to win this game. Ah, see, um, I don't know, and uh, and I I just think this is going to be a stinker of an offensive game. I'm, I think it's going to be like 14 to 10. But what makes wow, you say I don't know? That? I don't know. Buffalo about that. just put up.
1: the. I think Buffalo's put up 30 the past two weeks. New York Jets. I just, Jets gotta, were putting I up just got a
0: feeling about it. I don't know. I just this this from the moment I saw the first promo for this game. I don't I don't know how else to describe it. It was just a gut reaction. I was just like, that's going to blow. That game is really going to stink. Well, you guys feel differently. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I the, think it was
1: going to be a really good game. Why? Because both of these teams have shown that they are better than we all thought they were heading into it. Yes, and they both play know. fun football. They we both know play that. fun football. They can run the ball. Tyrod Taylor is one of the best quarterbacks to watch on television he just makes plays happen all the time Shady McCoy is still a amazing running back and the New York Jets are finding people off the street that can make wonderful plays Robbie Anderson we've been making fun of him he's a G he's doing great out there this season and I'm I'm excited to see him against a swarming Buffalo's defense I want to see if Josh McCown can keep keep being Cinderella because he hasn't turned into a pumpkin yet I think Buffalo wins this game but I also think it's an entertaining one
2: yeah, and it, you know, it's probably one of the better Thursday games we've had in a while. You know, we've had some weird primetime games. The Jets
1: the Jets hung in it, you know, against Atlanta,
3: against think, Atlanta. Yeah.
0: They hung in it. Now that that I think partially speaks to the fact that Atlanta may be in really big trouble. Um but that's a totally different Who story we can get I already picked the Bills. You already picked the Bills? Yeah. I picked the Bills too. There yeah, we go. So we're all on Buffalo. But uh, again, I think it's a
1: good game. Jets are
2: 2 and 1 in the last 3 games against the Buffalo Bills. There we go. All right, so here we go. Start of the Sunday games. Colts at Texans.
1: Now see this is a shitty game. That's a shitty game. Uh, again, I think Indy's given up on their their coach. They did play Cincy tough, but that's a division rival. Uh, Deshaun though, let's no, let's, a division rival. let's make a let's
2: make a let's make a real clear point. Deshaun Watson probably is the offensive MVP this year for the
1: rookie at, at the very Early. least. Yeah, it's yeah. either him or Carson to me. I think it's either him or Carson right now. He's putting up wicked. Deshaun numbers. Watson's uh, fantastic. He's incredible, and he did it against. Seattle. Did you mm-hmm. hear Sherman's the qu- Legion of Boom? Mm-hmm. Did you hear Sherman's
2: quote about that?
1: Yeah, uh, fuck Richard Sherman. Okay, <laughs> Richard Sherman, you can say what did he say?
2: Well, his quote was something to the effect of, uh, "He is That's the by best far the best, the best quarterback I've played against."
1: Yeah, and he, uh, he's also played against Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. So sit your ass down, Richard Sherman. Deshaun Watson's great. He's not the best quarterback you ever played against. You have played against Aaron Rodgers six times and Brady four I'm times. I'm surprised that a quarterback of
0: his stature would say that, especially after playing Brady he in knows a Super he's Bowl. Doing.
1: He knows what he's doing. And Peyton Manning in what a what Super. Doing. Super Bowl. He knows exactly what he's doing. But Houston wins this game. Let's be serious.
0: Yeah, no, Houston definitely. Houston absolutely wins this game. I just, I'm so impressed with him. Deshaun, Wa- him being Deshaun Watson, he's just he's so much fun to watch. I I look forward to Houston Texans games. What what the hell is going on in the AFC South? It's it's like you yeah, know, know poor Indy. It's, it's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's kind of fun football to watch. The Titans, when they play well, are fun to watch. Mm. Mariota's fun to watch. And when Indy's they stink, though, they stink.
1: Indy is just and, left out. Yeah. Up. Meanwhile, there Indy's. So you Houston, pick Indy. Uh, Houston? I pick Houston, okay. Before yeah. we move on, uh, do you think because Houston is in this race, they are they are three and four though? It's not not a good record, but Houston is in this. Race race as always with the south teams and who they play do you think the comments that their owner made because it it definitely gelled them together this past sunday against seattle but with this uh sort of the the way it's going this storyline the way it's going do you think this ends up being more of a hindrance than a helper in the locker room and on the field because deandre hopkins played out of his mind out of his mind that night and but does he continue that trend or does this stuff on the outside end up weighing them down enough that they don't pull these games. For up. all the listeners, do you mind just pointing
2: out what you're talking about, some people may not know.
1: The owner of the Houston Texans, uh, uh, when they had the owners' meetings to talk about what we should do about all these players kneeling during the anthem, the owner of the Houston Texans was quoted to saying, we cannot let the inmates run the prison. When the Houston Texans team heard this quote, which was reported on Friday of last week, DeAndre Hopkins and their rookie running back DeAndre Foreman ended up walking out of the facility and leaving practice on Friday, and then 40, give or take, members of the team kneeled during the anthem on. Sunday in unison. And even now with the trading of Dwayne Brown, who was the one to stand and talk to the press after the game, he was the one that represented them during the meeting with the owner. He was the one that the players chose to talk on their behalf. Now being in Seattle for the Seattle Seahawks, does that mean that this team, is this going to be too much of a black cloud hanging over their heads as this season continues? Because they have to win games. They are three and four behind the Jaguars who look hot. Does this become an, uh, an off the field issue that translates onto the field?
0: I don't think so. I think we saw all of the other teams at the beginning of the year sort of put it behind them. It, I mean, I think I just I think they're going to focus on football. Okay. I don't think it's going to be a distraction for them to answer your question. I yeah. really do- I really don't.
2: It's going to die down over time because wins and losses as we well know matter more than matter anything more than else. Anything, yeah. I think this is not the last we'll hear about it because that owner has been somewhat uh, he's been insensitive. Bob McNair is his name. He's been insensitive multiple times, and I think the players are only you know one or two more incidents away of having a real
1: serious issue. I'm not picking any sides on this, but if you look up a picture of Bob McNair, he looks like, like a, a the, the villain from Who Framed Roger oh, Rabbit. Oh, yeah, no, you know totally. I mean? um, but uh, go, before we move forward, I, I to finish my point, I think it is going to become a distraction for them because it's a tough division that they're in with Jacksonville in there. They need to win these games. And if you had a stronger figurehead for me leading that team in the coach, I don't think Bill O'Brien is the man to pull this team out of this rut. If you had someone like, a, a, obviously, Bill Belichick is the the number one example of this, but to take the off-field issues and say, leave them off the field, we're focusing right here, I don't trust Bill As long as he keeps his mouth shut, the
2: owner that is, Bob McNair, then it just gets buried, and yeah. the, and the players go about their business because they're collecting massive paychecks. There will always be a divide between the ownership and the players, yeah. and and as long as it's not out in the open, people don't usually have a problem with it. So it's it's. It I would it love to see
1: Deshaun Watson in the playoffs. All, all right, right, so we all we pick go. Houston yes. in a terrible game. Moving Houston. On.
2: All right, here we go. We got the uh the next game is the uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we go in the uh, AFC Two South ugly here. Ugly games in a row. Yeah, Two ugly this games is. In a row. Oh, I don't yeah, know. That. That's
1: ugly. Well, yeah. Um, oh, I think Jacksonville kills him. Yeah. Since oh, he almost think, lost to Indy. I think Jacksonville wins, but I don't know if it's ugly. Well, I think this is a this is a thirty point game. I think Andy Dalton going up against the Jacksonville defense. I don't know about Dangles. Jags have lost two
0: of three at home this year. They're not a team that they like playing at home, but they don't thrive on playing at home mm. like certain other teams do, like the Broncos or the Chiefs or the Packers, mm. or you know, like you know, there are certain teams who just like that's their bread and butter. So and you're the... going with the Jaguars are not it. However, I am still going uh, with the Jaguars because no one's been able to solve that defense yet. AJ Bouye and Jalen Ramsey are. Two of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. They're covering some monster receivers and doing it incredibly well. A.J. Green versus
1: Jalen Ramsey is going to be that's a fun That's going to be battle. an incredible matchup. Battles. I
0: think Ramsey shuts him down. The Cincinnati Bengals still don't have a running game. I don't trust that offense. Their defense is excellent, though. That is the one X factor that I see here. If the Jaguars can't get into the end zone, and that's a huge problem for them sometimes, is getting into the end zone. This is this comes down to Leonard Fournette having
1: a big day. Nothing would make God, me I happier hope. than Jacksonville losing this game because I took the season long Jacksonville under. That looks like it's never gonna hit. No, sit, I but I think that was Brian. A, yeah. Do you? What would you? What you have you uh, raising a five right now? Well,
2: here I'm, I'm holding up my hand saying five because the we're talking about how awesome the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is. They're currently ranked sixth. Cincinnati Bengals are fifth.
0: Oh, a whole position ahead of them. But 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 you, Let's stop the presses.
2: But we'll, hey, stop it. I'm telling you, realistically, they're not that much different on defense. Uh-huh. I, I still hold the Jacksonville Jaguars above, but it's not going to be a blowout. It's just not. Okay. It's not okay. going to be a blowout.
1: So far, we've all agreed on every game. <laughs> a lot of movement good. in the standings. This is not
0: good.
2: It's all okay. Right. It was I mean, it's great for me. Play. Plenty <laughs> of games. Plenty of games. Buccaneers at the Saints. Next
1: round. See, we're all going to agree on this. There's no chance Tampa Bay wins this game. Saints. Tampa Bay stinks. Uh, yeah. Do you think Do you think? Uh, I think Dirk gone? is getting fired. Yeah, he should. How? how Before the how? end of the season? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but how? Fourth-ranked offense. Into this, going into this team. 29th-ranked defense. Going into this season. We looked at this team. Even without the hard-knock stuff, this team is full of players. Now we don't even know if these players are good. There's questions about Jameis Winston being good. They're second There's questions passing. about Mike Evans They're being gonna good. They're going to be fine. Like What is going on?
2: 29. Ninth and rushing, that's their problem. New Orleans is going to win this game. Oh, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, totally. New Orleans.
0: Okay. Tampa hasn't won on the road yet this year.
2: Tampa needs ne- Tampa needs to find their running game if they're going to have a chance. Um, yeah. Next, we've got the Falcons at the Panthers in division. This is a fun game. This will be fun. This is a fun game. This will be fun. I
1: still think Atlanta is not the Atlanta that we know and love. Matt, Matt Ryan's not looking good. Matt Ryan's really not looking good and Carolina can't seem to get it together on offense still they beat they, that defense keeps them in, in, in the position they're in. I think because Carolina's home I think Carolina wins this game I trust them more than I trust Atlanta. Convince me otherwise.
0: <sighs> Cam Newton's a liability.
1: I disagree completely. Really? I think, I, I honestly think this year, look at the stats. Matty Ice is the Matty liability. I'm not I think, talking
0: about on the field, I'm uh, talking about everything in general. Get the not all he not talking playing well.
1: <laughs> Matt I, Ryan is is much more of a liability than Cam Newton in this game.
0: I still think off the field stuff translates to on the field. Cam Newton is we were not just talking focused. about
1: we were just talking about Houston off the field stuff you guys are like on the field the wins matter the football matters more.
0: Yeah, but I think not that's, what I said. that's 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 I don't know. I, I see it differently. The quarterback is such a uh a, a lightning rod position. You live and die by your quarterback and I, I just I I, I I don't know. I think I think that that Cam is is a bit of a liability for this his team with his behavior. I think it does I not instill confidence more. in his teammates. And I think it should be a concern for Ron Rivera. Honestly, I don't know. TJ, you know, maybe you can shed some light on this for me. And I'm sure he'll tell me that I'm I'm overreacting. But I don't know.
2: Matt Ryan has nine touchdowns to six interceptions, 1844 for yards, and a 92.3 passer rating. Cam Newton has ten touchdowns, eleven interceptions, 1841, and a 79 rating. I think Cam Newton is an incredible liability on the on the field.
1: I disagree. Completely. I got a question. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, looking at all these vast offenses that are great offenses and all this stuff, take take Brady out of it because Brady is a different breed of human. The 2015 MVP year of Cam Newton, who was his best wide receiver? Calvin? Jericho Cotchery. The 2017 year that you're reading off those stats right now, who is his best wide receiver? A Hurt, Calvin Benjamin, and Devin Bunches of Funches. Do you think any quarterback in that offense would be as good as Cam Newton has been and has proven to be in that, in this league, you, I don't think you so.
2: You could make a stronger argument that Greg Olson has been a, has
1: been a, has been an issue for Cam Newton. Yeah, he's throwing to Ed Dixon, who's been cut by two other teams in his career. But
2: here's the thing: he's got Christian McCaffrey,
1: who has been nothing. Because who has been no- and don't say it's because he has been he has yeah, got I can say because because it's they haven't Cam's been It's not fault. It's not Cam's fault. He has more receptions than any Carolina Panther running back has ever received this early in the season. He set the record last week. They are running plays for uh, Christian McCaffrey. It's becoming a Percy Harvin situation over there. McCaffrey's not the answer. You can't blame Cam for the offense's inefficiency. But I can blame Cam for 11 turnovers. He is winning games. I can
2: can blame him for
1: 11 turnovers. What are the fumbles on Matt Ryan, too? Because those fumbles are Uh, causing a lot more turnovers, too. I'm saying, you guys do not respect Cam Newton, and he will win this game in Carolina on Sunday. Who do you two pick?
2: I'm picking the Falcons.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to Atlanta, too. All right. Yeah.
2: That'll be one game to watch. We'll all be excited and we'll all be texting each other mean things. All right, next we've got the uh, Broncos at the Eagles.
1: I think I'm wrong on the Broncos. I think you. I think I'm wrong on the Broncos. I think you might have. They look so strong, and that defense is, Trevor, is Money. That defense is money. But the, there were so many mistakes in that Monday night what game. What if
2: Jimmy went to Denver?
1: There were so many mistakes in that Monday night game. John Elway might back up the Brinks truck to the Garoppolo household and say, "Please, please come, come to Denver," because that team. There were drops. There were fumbles on the punt return, and Trevor Simeon just. What happened, man? Wow. In the first three games of the season, he was looking not only competent, he was looking good, and now he can't complete passes over the middle. He's throwing it directly into the chests of of, of opposing players. I don't know what to do. That defense is stellar, and they can't seem to get it on offense. They can't seem to get it together. Philly wins this game. Philly, yeah. by the way, yeah. if they win this game, they're 8-1. and one. Which is wicked impressive. Eight and one.
0: Trevor Simeon is allergic to the end zone. It would seem. Uh, they, you know, they they are given and for as good as the defense, you know, may be on paper. They're giving up a lot of points. Do you this think year. they? Do you think they make In a almost switch every game?
2: Do you think they make a switch at quarterback? At Denver? So, no, I don't think so. You'd
1: be giving up a lot of points, too. If uh, Look look at the average starting field position of Kansas City in that Monday night game. They started four times Kansas, on the, other 30. Lucky on the game, other 30. They're lucky
0: that game wasn't worse. Kansas City missed Denver, a couple of opportunities Denver to put it in the end in zone. Game. Then Denver muffed a punt. And then kept them in that and game. And then turned it the frick over, and then Kansas City couldn't get it into the end zone. That should have been seven
1: points on the board right there. If the I'm defense Jimmy kept them in that game.
2: <laughs> seriously, Jimmy, if you're listening to us on on your way from uh Boston to San Francisco <laughs> and, and you want to check out a new awesome uh podcast on the left coast, uh if you're listening, you need to consider the Denver Broncos because I can tell you this, with a first-ranked defense and a lot of studs, you could perform half up to your ability and you could, you could legitimately— You want to talk t- about
0: passer rating over under. What's your guess of 50 Trevor Simeon's passer rating this oh, year? Oh, under. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, oh, massively yeah. under. yeah. You, know, you know what stinks, about
0: How about how about, uh, how about a nice even 39.7? That's not
1: good. If Garoppolo
2: you know, decided he wanted to be with Denver, that would be the team to beat and in, this, Denver, in this NFL. And
1: Denver, if you look at— Brady Career other than the Giants and the two Super Bowls, the thorn in New England Denver. side has always been Denver.
2: And John Elway is a is is a quarterback God, lover. That'd be that would be that'd awesome. be terrible. I would hate that. So I would much. love it. I'm picking the Eagles as well. Okay, okay. here we go. Uh, Ravens at Titans. I'm gonna go with the Titans on this one.
1: This is a tough one because both these teams are sort of jekyll. And I want to
2: believe that Mariota is going to be a better quarterback. Isn't Flacco it's hurt at too? Tennessee. Yes, and Flacco's hurt. They're, like flacco's up in the up in up uh, up in the air to play this game. Yeah, I remember going correctly. with Tennessee.
0: Baltimore Put it on the Dolphins on Thursday <laughs> yeah, night. I mean, we were That's all our just biggest regret so wrong about that game. Greatest regret last 40 week. 40 to nothing. That defense was incredible. 30. Going Tennessee.
1: Yours truly lost money on the Miami Dolphins on Thursday. I had a terrible, terrible, no good, very bad week and still came out even. But Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore, you know you have a bad backup quarterback when the people gambling on the other team see the starting quarterback go out and text their friend and go, Mallet's coming in the game. Mallet's coming to the game. I have a chance. I have a chance. They were down 20 points at that <laughs> point. I was like, the backup quarterback's that bad. I have a chance. They're in trouble if yeah. it's Mallet. I'm picking Tennessee. I think we all are. Yeah.
2: In the uh, in the afternoon, we got the Cardinals at the 49ers. Oh my the,
0: god! The Jimmy G led 49ers. Do
2: you Holy think he plays this week? Bryce. no think way. It's he he not
0: enough time for him to get. To, C.J. Beathard's going to get
1: the start this He's week. He's
0: got a week. Get a week to learn no, an entire playbook. New, I don't like, think and so. And even the dialogue,
1: is Kyle different, Shanahan like. has has a, a complex offense. Yeah, I a, think it's the dialogue too. You got to like learn. A, gotta said, hey, learn look, literally a whole new language." What we
2: just said, "Hey, hey, hey, Jimmy, just." T- tell us some New England Patriot pay- plays and just write them down for us and we'll figure it out. We'll, memorize these we'll ten... catch up to you. Honestly, this is going
1: to be a battle. Honestly, they could memorize 10 plays for Jimmy G and they could beat the Cardinals, but those it's 10 possible. plays, Drew Stanton stinks. I'm
0: telling you, sit him down sit, and t- sit him down with the Niners playbook in Madden, have him pick his favorite 10 or 15 yeah. plays, run them on Sunday. <laughs> You'll be great. Just switch the field every other <laughs> yeah, play. And you
1: know what stinks? We've been talking about how terrible my gambling is. Uh, the only lock I might have lost every season-long bet that I made, but the only lock I had was San Francisco under four and a half wins. They were 0-7 right now. There's a chance Jimmy goes and wins a couple of games and makes this they, interesting they finish, for me they Watch
0: now. them finish at 8-8. Eight eight, I'm going <laughs> to laugh my ass off.
1: Watch them, watch them actually
2: make life for L.A. L- a little bit more difficult now. That's not an easy win. Oh, you know, yeah. I hope the Rams didn't get complacent
1: who, on the off week. Who wins this game? Drew Stanton, CJ Bathard. Who this wins is this game? Really difficult. This is this is probably all right, all right. up how, to up to this? up to this
2: day. This is actually the the hardest pick I've ever had. How
1: about this? Because because we could be you know a little bit uh, uh what's the word tricky with this? Where say if Dangles picks something, we go opposite because we want to catch up with Dangles on three. Say. Who's going to win this game? Are we doing it on three? Three, two, one, say the name. Okay. So San Fran or Arizona. It is at? San Fran. It is in Santa Clara. It is in Santa Clara, which is not really a home field advantage. Okay. Three, two, one, San Fran. Okay. You guys go Cardinals. I'm going with San Fran, baby. Nice. Okay.
2: Here we go. Uh, Next game. You
0: guys gambled on Drew Stanton?
1: Dude, no, they got Adrian the Peterson
2: and Larry Fitzgerald. They still have a reasonable team. It's still the Adrian. 49ers. I think that's still I the think 49ers. Chandler
0: Jones, I, 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 I don't Room know if this standing. is for. I don't know if this is for certain. But if he has not gotten a sack in every single game this year, it's been all but one. He is, uh, he is playing incredibly.
1: Let's the defense Bethard. is still decent. If I remember correctly, that the stat
2: was
0: this was the first uh, time
2: in 49ers history they went 0 8.
1: Let's go, Bethard. You ain't going 0 9. There it is. Iowa pride. Uh, here we go. Next, we got the Redskins at the Seahawks. That'll be an interesting game. Uh, the Redskins. Uh, it's like this is not they...
0: hard. This game's in Seattle.
2: They're they're banged up. You got to right. give Kirk Cousins right. a the Seahawks lot. Seahawks
0: of... don't lose at home.
2: How did, how disappointed do you think Kirk Cousin, Cousins that is defense in that Garoppolo in Washington's trade? good
1: though. Like and they, I mean, Seattle's Seahawks offense just I don't, don't lose at home. Russell you know Wilson, how tough it is to play at
0: CenturyLink.
1: Absolutely, but Russell Wilson played the game of his life on on Sunday. That's the only reason they won. Did you know he accounted? This is a ridiculous stat, and I I, I know this. I'm not even looking this up because it, it was ingrained in my memory when I saw it once. Russell Wilson accounted for 472. Of the team's 469 total yards. They're like LeBron James-esque,
0: or Kobe in his prime Negative when he you know, He yeah.
1: counted for 472 of the team's 469 total yards, because obviously you get minuses for sacks and all those mm-hmm. other things. That's, That's insane. Z- <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. So all of them. <laughs> That's insane. Do you think the left tackle, Dwayne uh, Brown there, makes a big difference? I think so. I think so, absolutely. Their offensive line is the weakest link of their team. That was a, That is they a huge had, pickup for they them. Had, I don't know this off the top of my head, but I know they had multiple 16 rushes for only like 11 yards. It was a terrible rushing game for them. It was all Russell Wilson. So he that offensive line game. is the biggest problem, and Washington's strength is along the defensive line. They could make life a little bit more difficult for Russ.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm still picking Seattle at home. It, I just can't. They're they're so good in, in, in Seattle. They don't lose at Century Lake. They haven't
1: played each other
2: since 2014. October 6, 2014. Almost hmm. almost what? 3 years ago. Wow. Uh I'm picking Seattle.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in Seattle's bed as well.
2: Uh we have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Dallas Cowboys in the late afternoon
1: game. This is a fun game. Damn. Well, as of right now, uh Zeke is not slated to play because he has been suspended again or and resuspended. Who the fuck knows that know, might change the, 12 more yeah, times. I don't know what the terminology is, but right now it's Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden and some rookie running back in in Dallas um that offensive line is so good though i don't think it really matters zeke is obviously a great great player but they can get yards no matter what uh, this is
2: 30th ranked defense out of kansas Dak's City. zach has
0: been having some trouble lately he and, has yeah, not
1: been kansas City's not a world beater either you no, know they th- have no, chinks in that armor as well that's the best part about this nfl season is that there really is no great team everyone has chinks in their armor even philly you can say you can find weaknesses in philly um shit it's in dallas it's in dallas oh man I got I, I went against Kansas City last week I lost this mm. one's tight I'll be the first here I think I'm
0: gonna go with uh I think I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys at home yeah they win
1: in the house that Jerry built um yeah I, I just that's it I the Dallas wins uh, man this is tough I'm going with Kansas City I am too going with Kansas City I just, maybe maybe it's maybe it's Zeke maybe it's other things I think I trust Kansas City more than I trust Dallas
2: all right here we go last uh game of Sunday this is a Sunday night Sunday night the Raiders at the
1: Miami Dolphins. oh. Did you ever think
2: you'd have this kind when of reaction is, to the Oakland
1: Raiders? When is flex scheduling back? Why can't we get this Kansas City-Dallas game at night? How hard is that? Has this not started yet? We're in week nine. When? Well, give me a flex scheduling. Get Oakland-Miami. Put that in London. Games between week five and 17 could be flex. However, only two games
0: may be flexed into Sunday night. Otherwise, it's between weeks 10 and 15. So we're coming up on it. Next
1: oh, week, so if two they weeks. don't flex on the ninth, they can flex 10 through 15 with no repercussions.
0: It seems that way. Well, it oh. seems like the regular rules are 10 to 15 anyway, but you can flex two games between week five and
1: 10. Oh, then this got to be flexed. There's no chance that this game stays Sunday night. No chance. By the time this podcast is released, I guarantee you this game is sent to London. I'm picking, I don't know who I'm going to pick because both these teams stink. I'm picking Oakland.
2: What a terrible, terrible team the Miami Dolphins are. I might pick Miami to I mean, lose th- they every are gonna game. Gonna left. Be,
0: they're going to be looking to bounce back here. Uh, they are. They absolutely play. are. They have to be. But and so they, is Oakland. I mean, doesn't, so Oakland. we talked about what Adam Gay said, but but I mean, I was just looking at what, you know, that, I don't know, if I'm a player, that's going to fire me up. If my coach goes out on the record and basically says, <laughs> says well, you're terrible, my team, are worse than second grade students who didn't study for their spelling test. I've like, I've never heard that. I
1: mean, I've never. That's some truth that's that. That's a Michael Singletary. Can't win with him. Can't that
0: do w- it. Can't do it. That would fire me up as a player. I would be like, no, so I'm to go. Coach, uh, prove approve coach wrong I'm still going to pick the Raiders okay we, we <laughs> it no yeah. I'm just I'm just trying I'm just making the argument from that point of view I still think the Dolphins are terrible I'm, they they have no rushing game uh their best receiver is injured and in Devontae Parker I just they're they can't make it's just bad they got Matt Braga. Moore Matt Moore looked terrible Oakland Oakland yeah we're all I gonna was gonna look hoping
2: foolish to you. again.
1: here we go Monday
0: night, football, Monday night
1: football the
2: Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers I I will say this if the Lions lose this game that might be the end of it for
1: me. You might gravestone him? I might gravestone him. Yeah, if Green Bay loses this game, I might gravestone Green Bay. I'm picking Green Bay just because that's you know, a homer pick. I, I, they need to win this game if they want. game's won- in Lambeau. Listen, if, if, if Rodgers comes back at the end of the season, the game that he's slated to come back is also a Minnesota game in Lambeau. It'd be nice to see. It'd be nice to see. I don't think it's going to happen, though, but Brett Hundley needs to win this game. Green Bay beats Detroit. This, this is it. tough. Um, I I mean...
2: This is ridiculous. The fact that the Detroit Lions have Matt Stafford, the highest-paid quarterback, starting for him, and, and the Green Bay Packers have Brett Hundley, and, you're, and you, you can't even think to yourself which This
1: you... is not tough, guys. I'm picking Green Bay because I love the Green no, Bay Packers. No, it is tough. Gonna it, it is, it is tough. Detroit is going to kill Green Bay. No, they're not. Detroit is going to kill Green Bay. That's not, true. That's not Bay. true
2: at all. That is not true at all. Oh. The Detroit Lions cannot score. Cannot score.
0: Yeah, they can't. I'm they gonna. Can't.
2: I mean, I'm going. I'm going Detroit because it's my last. It's my last. Hurrah! If if there's any chance of them having a reasonable, I mean, put it this way: they lose to Green Bay. Uh, Caldwell's gone. Mm-hmm. Caldwell doesn't make it the whole season. Mm-hmm. He has to. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't win the division without Aaron Rodgers playing for the Green Bay Packers if
1: Case Keenum beats up Matt Stafford for the division I am you deserve going to be lose fired
2: it. I am going to lose it I will be buying every Rams jersey I see I will be buying flags and Case stickers Keenum. I
1: will I will I, I will lie when people ask me where I'm from I know they're not going to give it to him but is Case Keenum not the most improved player of the year did he, you he-, he died in L.A. He was dead and buried. Oh, he if was we did so bad. gravestones, he was the first one in the grave. Case Keenan was gone. There's no chance. He was Brandon Whedon, and now he's five and two. And I know the Vikings
2: are on a bye, but did you hear that Teddy Bridgewater might be back?
0: Yeah. yeah he's off, he's off the pup list when they come back from the bye. Yeah. So he's going to be practicing. And, that yeah. is fascinating.
1: Speaking of Teddy ball game, we aren't talking about the Chicago Bears because they're on a bye, oh, but RIP Miller. Zach Miller. That's such a sad, that, sad, that was, sad. And I that's only, what happened to
2: Teddy. I only that's
0: just, I mean, and I didn't realize when I saw it, oh. I, didn't, I didn't realize oh, yeah. when, when it happened that, oh, yeah. well, no, 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 that it was going to be a situation where it was a, like, we need to save his leg because yeah. they were operating today, not just to like, so he may n- never play again. It's uh, entirely possible that Zach yeah. Miller never plays he's again. He's 33. Uh, I am going to pick... The Green Bay Packers because they're playing at home, and that's the only reason that I'm picking them because they're playing. At See, home. it's not so tough. I think you it both. It took think me a while. It took me a while. Detroit and a I think, be a no, I'm I think Green because Bay. they're playing at home, I think they win this game. They always show up for the Lambo crowd.
1: All right, and that's it. That is your edition of Sunday Pick'em. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And we'll be back next week for week 10 of the Left Coasters podcast. As always, I am Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini. Reach us on Facebook, Twitter, the Instagram. We have a website. There's a Gmail account. We'll see you next week.